if you are someone who can't take a single day off or wake up at noon and not get ready without feeling completely terrible about yourself, hating yourself for not getting anything done, wishing you were more productive, not feeling relaxed at all even though you took the day off, then this is for you. So I started reading this book and this book, it is going to make you question all the reasons why you overwork yourself, why you don't give yourself free time, why you believe that you are only good when you are being productive. To understand why we feel this way, we do have to go back in time and put this into context. So for like 300,000 years, Homo sapiens did not work 40 plus hours a week. And we didn't even work 300 days a year. Going back as 4,000 years ago to the days of ancient Greece, we find the Athenians had up to 60 holidays a year. And by the middle of the fourth century BC, there were nearly six months of official festival days on which no work was done at all. Work for the ancient Greeks was carried out in spurts, intense activity during planting or harvest, followed by extended periods of rest for celebrations and feasts. Humans were pretty happy living this way for tens of thousands of years until about 1760 when the industrial age started in Britain. And up until the 19th century, only the wealthy could afford candles. So in the summer, the day was about 14 hours long and in the winter, we only had 10 hours. So sundown, lights out. Now, the book does not try to suggest that you should go back to medieval England and be a serf on a plantation. Their quality of life definitely sucked. But even serfs, who were essentially servants, worked less than us right now. And before the industrial age, most people were actually self-employed or contractors, making their own schedules. Think of tailors, blacksmiths, and even farmers who tended to their own crops. But then factories came into the picture. Suddenly, your local glass blower couldn't compete with the glass factory. So they would have to sell their tools and take a position on the factory floor, which at that point, their tools would belong to the employer, not themselves. And this is where the significant transfer of power begins. Further stagnating social mobility. Cut to 1879, we now have the invention of the light bulb. The light bulb actually changed everything because daytime initially used to signify waking hours, as in when the sun was up and when it went down. And now it was signifying working hours, meaning that we could work longer past when the sun went down. This is literally what led to labor unions. Workers were complaining that we should be working reasonable hours. These were not reasonable hours with the invention of the light bulb. We were now working past sundown. They were like, this is not okay. The fight over working hours has from the start been about returning to the kind of life we had for millennia. People marched and protested and then was born the eight hour workday. So then how did we go from hunger strikes and fighting policemen in the streets, fighting for these working hours to answering emails voluntarily on a Sunday night and finishing up late at the office? Stay for part two. Shortcast Club.